0: We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell.
3: Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. If you're ever in the area, we would love for you to stop by and worship with us. Um, You can go to our website at www.cutemple.org, that's www.cutemple.org, for uh, more information on the church, our address, phone number, email address, and all the other different things that you would need to do if you want to learn more information about Christ Universal Temple or contact us. I'm in the midst of a series called How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God, which is based upon the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God, by William Warch. Uh, again, this book is written as a simpler overview version of Charles Fillmore's uh, book, The 12 Powers of Man, or now it's simply called The 12 Powers. I think that this book can really help people get a firm understanding of what their latent spiritual abilities are, and how to work with their own consciousness. Now, if you're just tuning into this show for the first time, I've been teaching, I've taught many of the chapters already, and I also, uh, at the beginning of this series, did a show just on the theory in and of itself. So it's really important that you go back and listen to the different shows so you can get a a, a better grasp of what we're doing and 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 what we're talking about I also ask everyone who is going following along with this series to purchase the book how to use your 12 gifts from God by William Warch it's uh, published by divorce publications and so I know the book is readily available and I know they have it at our church bookstore at um, you can contact the church bookstore at a uh, uh, email address is cut at cutemple.org or call the church 773-568-2282 or the bookstore directly 773-568-1666 to order the book. I would strongly suggest that you have it as a part of your library. It's not a big book. It's not thick at all, but it's power packed. Now, that being said, I try to bring supplemental information in anytime um, I can if I think it's is helpful to the primary text I'm using. So I'm not going to read, uh, from the book at first. I'm going to actually read from a book called your God given potential, which is I've, I've been using on and off during the series, because it's also a book on your 12 spiritual gifts. And it's, it's a little bit more detailed. It's a little bit more, you know, has a little bit more meat into it. But I thought that how to use your 12 gifts from God is a better introduction book. That's why I, I, um, Recommended it on in the book Unfolding Your God Given Potential, which is also, by the way, available in the Christ Universal Temple Bookstore. So you can use that same information to order it if you don't have this book. Matter of fact, I just introduced this particular book to one of our staff members. He he wasn't aware of it, and he was very grateful. Anyway, on page one twenty three it states, and I'm covering the faculty of order today. Order the the spiritual faculty of order. He states, or she states, order is one of our 12 powers, an essential part of our God-given potential. To develop divine order in our lives, we must learn to cooperate with spiritual law. Obedient cooperation with God's plan of good is the secret that clothes the lilies with beautiful attire, and it is the secret that will make our lives happy, harmonious, and balanced. The earth produced of itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear, which is from Mark 4.28. So Jesus pointed to the orderly growth that is the method through which we develop our God-given potential. We start our study of truth in an intellectual way. This is the blade, the beginning of inner growth. Then as spiritual ideas develop in mind, we come to the point represented by the ear, the ripening fruit of prayer and spiritual seeking. Finally, we reach the fulfillment stage of the full grain, the expression of spirit through our whole nature, the point of oneness developed in each of the faculties. We don't jump from the blade to the fullness of spiritual power overnight. We grow there. Orderly and harmonious cooperation with divine law leads to the orderly, harmonious unfoldment of our spiritual natures in the same sequence that the nature follow that nature follows in its growth. And she says uh at the bottom of that page but our spiritual growth as with all growth is rooted in order. All right, one other thing I don't want to read from this book I think that is really really important. And she states that uh on page 124 Order starts with the establishment of this concept in our thinking and then works from within out. Orderly thinking leads to right relationships, harmonious results, and divinely directed actions. Some people in establishing order think first in terms of urging their systems and methods on other people. This is not the purpose of this faculty. We must first work on ourselves and then from harmonious, happy feelings within bring forth God ideas into immediate into our immediate environment. Under no circumstance are we to attempt to force out of order. So in other words, get yourself in order on the inside, then you can bring order to the outside. Now, I read this because I want you to really kind of get that all things are done decently and in order, as the Apostle Paul wrote. And she Basically, walked us through the process of how we develop and grow spiritually. You know, at times, you know, we want microwave truth. You know, put the popcorn in the microwave for three minutes, and you have a bag of popcorn to watch a movie. Well, with you can't pretend that you're on a level. Well, you can pretend anything, but you can't be on a level of consciousness that you haven't earned through your own evolution so all things grow in divine order including your soul including your soul so as, you know, as your soul grows evolves expands etc and you have to realize that this is this is eternal this is an eternal process there's no such thing as you not you being well let me put it this way you getting it all Because one of the primary things we teach in New Thought is God is infinite. And if God is infinite and you're the image and likeness of infinity, you're an infinite being as well. So really grasp that your growth is in order, you know, from the, even physically from the moment that, you know, the sperm cell and the egg cell came together that had the DNA pattern of your eye color, skin tone, height, weight within some level of reason. What your toes will to look like and fingernails and fingerprints and things that no other person will ever have again on the planet Earth. All of those things grew and developed in your mother's womb when you got out of the womb with food, with uh, proper nutrients, etc. And you evolve through school. The brain evolves through exercise the muscles and walking and doing things evolved evolution everything is done in divine order nobody comes out uh fully developed i mean is born fully developed to handle life you evolve you grow and it's done in divine order and we all see what happens sometimes when people try to step out of divine order and when when young people try to act like adults without the uh, uh, mental and emotional maturity to make adult decisions when uh, we try to handle things that you know we just don't have the evolution to do when we so so when you look at it from that standpoint realize that everything within you is unfolding based upon whatever your level of soul growth is some people really do put the pedal to the metal. And for whatever reason, they can accelerate. I, I you know, I joke all the time that when I first came to Christ Universal Temple, I thought everybody read three books a week. I didn't realize that that was abnormal because I just assumed that. Then it dawned on me. Okay, wow. For whatever reason, I have a, the ability to read this type of information, comprehend it, and explain it. And read it and absorb it very fast. Now, that doesn't mean that my soul is more evolved than somebody else's. It only means that in this aspect, my soul is evolved to the ability to be able to utilize what I've learned as a gift. And you have those same abilities, too. Certain things that where you've evolved through divine order to have something for whatever reason that you're exceptionally good at. Now, let's get back to the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God. In the preview, it gives five uh, points. It says, one, number one, will is your ability to be willing toward God. Two, you must choose willingness over willfulness. Three, will is always seeking good for all. Four, the will is the great permission giver of your consciousness. Five, will determines character formation. All right, so let's undress them. All right. First sentence he wrote on this chapter is one has a tremendous overcoming when he is able to be willing toward God that right there is powerful am I willing to be willing toward God let's change the language am I willing to be uh, excuse me am I willing or am I able to accept the goodness of God in my own experience. Now, I know everybody says, of course, I want it poured on God. See, but willingness has a lot to do with what you allow. That's not necessarily your way. See, working with divine law, working with spiritual principles might mean that you're going against how you think a thing should be handled. Me might mean going against how you think you should say a thing or do a thing. So the author goes on to say, no matter how well you under, understand spiritual laws, if you're not willing to adhere to them, they are not useful to you. So it doesn't matter how long you've been studying truth, new thought, metaphysics, or whatever. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian, a Jew, a Muslim, a Buddhist, a Hindu, or whatever other faith. It doesn't make a difference how much education you have in any particular field if you're unwilling to adhere to the principles of it. A person can learn how to drive a car and violate the rules of the road. And possibly put themselves and others in danger, not because they don't know how to drive, but because and only because they didn't follow the rules of the road. Well, these spiritual principles are here to guide us into successful, happy, healthy and prosperous living, but we don't always adhere to them. And therefore, we get the collisions of life, you know, we get the problems, as we call them, of life, because we are thinking and feeling words, actions, and reactions are out of order. All right. He gives some examples. He says, if you're not willing to forgive, for instance, the cleansing activity of forgiveness cannot move through you. Why would not one not be willing toward God and spiritual principles when there is such a benefit in becoming so? His answer is this. The answer is fear. Fear of change from that which is familiar holds one fixed in a rigid position. So even when a person knows that they will benefit from something, if they are fearful of change, they'll stay where they are. Even if it means they have to suffer. Even if that means they have to go without it's the fear of the change so he says so one must overcome fear of change in order to become willing toward god so it, it you know and he says on page 63 he kind of really puts it in context he says actually you must choose willingness over willfulness it comes right down to thy will not my will not see see when you pray not my will your will be done god you are you are letting go of the reign and this is difficult for the personal will, because the personal will, uh, biblically, when you read do metaphysical Bible interpretation, kings and pharaohs and chieftains et cetera always represent, or excuse me, are represented by always represent the personal will. So a king was a good king if he. <clears throat> worked with uh, if you work with um what you call it oh my god i was reading something and realized that i was reading the wrong page <laughs> so let me re- get to page 70 it, it dawned on me as i switched books here so please forgive me that i jumped from will to order unconsciously from when i switched from book to book i don't know how i did that but anyway uh As I go to page 70 on the preview, and I guess you got some good extra information that I didn't teach on Will last time. That's hilarious. Anyway, on number one, order. Order is your ability to develop consciousness and proper sequence, mind, body, and affairs. Two, order is your adjustment and harmony and health illumination and prosperity. Three, order eliminates generalizations. Four, a divine plan is unfolding through you now. Five, order is your ability to keep God first in continuous development. Somehow I opened up the book and I guess that's what I was supposed to read because I know I didn't say any of that last week when I was actually teaching that faculty. Wow, that's interesting. So let me pause here for a moment. And uh, first of all, just acknowledge before we go into this and I will finish it. I promise that this show along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio are supported by your donations. As you have freely received, please freely give. So click on the donate button. I'm requesting that you click on the donate button and help support this online ministry because you don't know where this message might end up. And people are in places that don't have access to this type of information. They don't have local New Thought churches. They don't have um, access to some some of the materials you know i i'm uh, talking to a person um a couple of years ago and they were telling me about this tribe in africa where a young man um reaches out to their ministry and he walks a half a day to get to a computer to get information to bring back to his village and little church that is not a church the church is outside by the tree so We want to make sure that we have this type of information accessible to everyone. So we're going to take our first break and come right back with Truth Transforms.
1: We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity Online radio family of listeners, to support this ministry through a love offering. For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for your support.
0: Rami and his guests will engage in lively, humorous discussions about what it means to be a spiritual human being in the 21st century. How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m., only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms.
3: Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. And we're on page 70 in my um, book on how to use the 12 gifts from God. I'm going to get right to it. He states that on your journey... A journey of consci- You are on a journey, a journey of consciousness development and transformation. But when you are going someplace, you should always know where you are going and how you're getting there. In consciousness development, the goal is the attainment of the Christ consciousness. In other words, that's a, a complete awareness of your oneness with God. The way you attain it is through adhering to spiritual principles. So you have your goal and the way. Your vehicle is a physical body which is propelled by your thoughts and feelings. And of course, your thoughts and feelings originate from source, God. In other words, your ability to think and feel. In their pure form, thoughts and feelings are divine wisdom and divine love. But as they are filtered through your consciousness, they manifest as personal thoughts and personal feelings. It is best that you keep your mind and body. Your mind, body and affairs in perfect order so that this wonderful balance of thoughts and feelings keeps you focused on your goal. Christ awareness. All right. He says, but there are times when things get out of order. A personal negative thought can result in a negative belief and a natural unfoldment becomes. Disturbed. Emotions pick up the disturbance and chaos results through your entire consciousness. So basically what he's saying is that. Thinking and feeling is supposed to function as divine wisdom and divine love, but as we work through our personal levels of consciousness, they become personal thoughts and personal feelings. But we have to make sure that divine wisdom and love are, are, are focused on to keep order and balance to the soul so we can stay on on our primary goal. Everybody on the planet Earth, that's the human being, is on the same journey, the, same, the journey towards Christ consciousness, even if they don't know it. Now, Christ consciousness is just a term. Don't get caught up in it. It's not saying that Christ consciousness means you have to be a Christian. Christ, metaphysically, just means God's idea of itself. Actually, linguistically, Christ just means anointed. So, our goal is anointed consciousness. But I would say, I goal is the realization of our oneness with God. We're all on the same path. So he says, orders your abilities to develop consciousness in proper sequence. All right. Your sequence is different from that of all other souls. What you are meant to experience, no one else experiences in just the same way. This uniqueness is expressed through your mind, through your body and through your affairs. So Your life isn't supposed to look just like somebody else's or model someone else's exactly. You have your own soul. You have your own things you have to grow through. You have your own things you need to learn, your own things you need to evolve. You are individualized expression of God. Therefore, inherently, your soul has its own order. So. He goes on to say, if your affairs are out of order, it is a reflection that your thinking is out of order. Let's just stop right there. If you come up with something that right now isn't working the way you want it to work, that means that you now have to evaluate what you think about it. What are your thoughts around this subject? And are they in order? And being in order means this, so I don't want you to miss this. Are your thoughts? thoughts in alignment with spiritual principle. In other words, as you're learning and working with this book, you're learning the spiritual principles to help you align your thoughts with. So, you know, let me put it another way. Emmett Fox uses the term, the golden key. And the golden key is, when you can't think about anything else, think about something that's good about God or true about God. So when this situation or circumstance comes up, is this true in God? No? Okay, then it's not in reality true. In reality meaning is it permanent, enduring, eternal, unchangeable. All right. It goes on to say, is your body out of order? It's, it is a reflection that your emotions are out of order. And I would say they could be thoughts or emotions. Um, but basically because... Uh, the body being the vehicle of the spirit soul is very sensitive to what we think and feel and the thoughts we believe new thought initially was a healing movement. And if you haven't um, heard that statement before, I would strongly suggest you go back and listen to the, 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 the episodes I did on the uh, spiritual healing Because that does matter. You know, so anyway, moving along. It goes on to say in the book. If you can't detect how you are out of order, you can still yourself to divine order and permit it to affect your consciousness. In other words, be still and know. Be, Be still and know. Be still and know. And as you become still and know what ends up happening is you you will learn and hear from spirit and spirit will guide you. Think about it. One of the things that meditation does is it literally helps you balance and put your thought processes in order you know think about that your thoughts are all over the place and then you consciously start to work with meditating contemplating reflecting you're putting your thoughts in order and you're putting your emotions in balance it's one of the primary benefits of meditation of visualization of visioning um even it's it's even uh, uh helps when with affirmations and denial because denials and affirmations are functions of will you're intentionally intent will affirming the truth or denying what is not real in God back to the book it says. Upon invitation to Christ in you, transform your consciousness from confusion to order. That's when you become still. The next paragraph says, order is your adjustment and harmony and health, illumination and prosperity. So when things are in order in your soul, your life works naturally. That means when you the thoughts that you're supposed to be thinking are in order with spiritual principle, the feelings or emotions are in spiritual uh, uh, balance, your actions, your words, your reactions are in alignment with your true spiritual nature. So when you were created to live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life, so when those things aren't happening, something is out of order. Even when we go f- to the doctor physically, when we have pain. Pain or illness is telling us that something is out of order. It's not evil. It's just saying something's out of order. Something's out of order. Let me deal with this. Alright. Back to the book. He says uh, page seventy-two. If a person puts his job before his family, his subconscious might tell him he is out of order. He's giving examples of how we get out of order. Soon the guilt will cause a short circuit which could result in the illness that will keep him home with his family. If he steals himself to divine order, he will he will have revealed to him have revealed to him That which should come first. Remember this. Whenever order reveals to you which adjustments you need to make, you discover that there is more than enough time to do all things. One of the reasons why we don't we get out of order is because we don't think we have time or enough energy or strength or resources. So the mind gets all over the place. Another thing is when we're procrastinating, we're out of order. Because we because what ends up happening is instead of handling what needs to be handled when it's supposed to be handled, not everything ends up having to be done at the same time. So you wanna put things in decent do things when they're supposed to be done. If you give your word that something is gonna be done, do it when you said you're gonna do it. Why? Because that all matters in divine order. If something comes up where something completely um, interferes with your ability to say what you do, what you said you were going to do, then reevaluate and figure out when you're going to do it, but get it done. All right. He goes on to say, he says less time is necessary when things are in proper sequence. Now I think about this in, I'm a big basketball fan and um, I'm, I'm one of, one of the biggest, Michael Jordan fans when Bulls were playing in the 80s and 90s and Jordan and Pippen and Rodman and all those guys were playing when you watched the early basketball games that Michael Jordan played um he would pound the ball and ball pounding basically means you dribble a lot you do a lot of one-on-one you do a lot of isolation plays and Jordan was best player on the planet so he would go one-on-five and dribble around the court till he found who he needed to do to do whatever he needed to do and he you know he wasn't a selfish player in the sense of but he but you know you know most great players have a little bit of gun in them in other words people who like to shoot a lot and when and and even though he was leading the league in scoring 37 35 points a game 40 point games 50 point games every time you blinked um, they weren't necessarily winning championships until Phil Jackson came along and he gave them a system. It says, okay, instead of get the ball to Michael Jordan and everybody get out of the way, we're going to run this triangle offense. And we're going to put Michael in positions where he has to do less, but when he gets the ball, he can just attack. And what did that do? It made him more efficient. He still scored his 34, 35, 33 points a game average. But he did it with less dribbling. He did it more efficiently. He got the ball away he needed to, to, to do. Instead of pulling the ball and trying to go one on five, he would just turn around and shoot a fadeaway jumper because he was already in scoring position. He was in a position where he could take two or three dribbles and attack the basket instead of taking 12 dribbles to do the same thing. Well, I'm using that basketball analogy to show you that when you are in order, you become more efficient. And it takes less to accomplish the same thing. So back to the book. It goes on to say. Order eliminates generalizations. Too often people can't identify the problem or the solution. You have 12 beautiful spiritual gifts, each for a specific purpose in consciousness building. It is important to understand twelve, so that you know that which one to call upon in a, in meeting a challenge. It is orderly to resolve hate with love, chaos with order, frustration with strength, ignorance with judgment, and so on. And I'm gonna stop there for a moment because this is very powerful. So when you know when you start looking at what you're dealing with, one of the, a great question is okay, what faculty? what spiritual gift do I need to work on to develop, to deal with this particular experience? So as he says, if you're dealing with hate or frustration or anger or or whatever, what faculty works with that? So if you're hating or angry or whatever, let me deal with my love. If you're frustrated, let me deal with strength because part of strength is patience. If things are chaotic, disorganized, You need to call forth to pray for divine order. And, you know, if, if, you know, you don't know what to do, he calls it ignorance, call on judgment, because the faculty of judgment includes wisdom. The wisdom of God, that's the orderly knowledge within you. All right. He says more people conclude that every time they have a challenge or desire, they need more faith. This is simply not true because, you know, that's the automatic thing. Well, how come it's not here? Well, you just need more faith. No, that's not necessarily true. Look at what faculty might need to be worked on and develop just that. Pray on that. Affirm on that. Get that faculty up to speed. This is why studying books on the 12 powers is really important because it helps you understand and work with total consciousness. Now, during the first show... I gave my recommendations of the different books you read. Uh, I don't. I, I might not get them all again today, right now, because I don't have them all in front of me. But the first one I recommend, obviously, is How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God by William Warch. The second one is Your God-Given Potential by Winifred Wilkerson Halsman. The third one would be Healing Secret of the Ages by Catherine Ponder. Uh, they also have a book called 12 Power Meditation Exercise by Charles Roth. Then and only then, after you've read all of those books, would I recommend reading the book, The Twelve Powers, which is the combined book of The Twelve Powers of Man by Fillmore and Christ Enthroned in Man by his second wife, Core Dedrick Fillmore. Read all those books first, because if you don't read all those books first, you can end up bumping into information that's based upon you know his, you know they had more of a, um, uh, you know anti-sensual sexual energy type thing that he has going through the 12 powers of man that you really need to be able to get a balance on especially when he's talking about the life faculty that's really my my concern The so and then Reverend Coleman did a series of, of uh, on the 12 powers of man or 12 powers that's on DVD which is excellent by the way that she used to do on her TV show alright so um, I do want to remind you, because we're coming up on our last break, that um, if you want to get in contact with me, one of the easiest ways to do it is if you're on Facebook. I know they give the email address, which, of course, you can use. Um, I've discovered that people don't use the email address as much as they use the Facebook page. So I'm on Facebook at Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Go on it, like the page, share it with others. I post different things and positive and inspirational things on it all the time. And you can inbox me and I'll normally within 24 hours respond. I don't think anybody's ever sent me a message to Truth Transforms and I didn't respond within 24 hours. So you can utilize that as a way to get in contact with me. The other thing that I want to remind you of is the panorama of truth by the Universal Foundation for Better Living, which is the umbrella organization of churches uh, um, that was created by Reverend Coleman in 1974, the annual conference in Chicago this year um, on July 23rd through the 20th, excuse me, I said July 23rd, I believe it is 23rd, 23rd through the 27th um, near downtown. You can go to www.ufbl.org .org for more information, www.ufbl.org for more information on that. And uh, just want to also just, just uh, remind you yet again, if you want to get more information on Christ Universal Temple, make sure you go to www.cutemple.org and, you know, see, see you know, we're, we're making changes, doing some new things uh, with website and, and et cetera. So Make sure that you're around to hear and see the things that we're doing. We're going to take our last break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
1: There is quiet. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Rev. Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. the voice of an awakening world.
0: Letting go in the stillness.
2: You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms@unity.fm. at unity.fm.
3: Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms on page 73 of the book, How to Use Your Twelve Gifts from God, talking about order. He goes on to say, He says, uh, perhaps talking about it might not be just faith. Perhaps it's a matter of judgment or love. Spirit is perfect order, and you must be orderly in your acknowledgement of it. If you find difficulty in discovering where you are out of balance, listen to your wording in describing the problem. If you're making statements like, I don't understand, distill yourself to divine understanding. If you infer impatience and weakness, still yourself toward divine strength. If your comments reveal that you can't see where the resolution will come from, steal yourself toward faith, be specific and witness the release of the most powerful inner movement of consciousness soon of your consciousness has ever experienced. In other words, so when you start to hear about how you describe what you consider your problem is, well, you know, I just don't see it. I just can't, you know, you know, um, You know, see how I can handle this. That might be understanding. It might be faith, et cetera, et cetera. But as you start to really listen to your words, your words will give you clues on really what's going on in your soul and what you need to work on. All right. Then it says a divine plan is unfolding through you now. In other words, you have within you the God potential that is that is constantly unfolding itself seeking greater and greater expression through you, in you, as you. All right. And it's the uniqueness of you. It goes on to say, the next paragraph, in your development, there's no limitation as to the time, space, or means because God is infinite with neither beginning nor end. But with all the infiniteness, infiniteness all this infiniteness, it is a little mind boggling to you as an individual. Therefore you have a wonderful spiritual gift which translates the infinite time, space and means into when, where and how that's what order does. And all of this infinite expression, all of these possibilities, what are you going to choose? What are you going to do? When are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? That puts things in order, it puts things in some level of sequence. If we function like there was no such thing as time or, um, how would the thing get done? You can't say, I'll meet you at three o'clock. What is three o'clock? Three o'clock where? You know, it's three o'clock in California, three o'clock in Paris. So we have to have things decently and in order. It goes on to say that on page 74, an interesting thing to note is that that it takes place in your consciousness instantly. Just like judgment, order is one of those instantaneous actions that immediately starts the, the outworking of your affairs. It may take a while for it to appear on the outer, but it begins with your first affirmative declaration of order. Think about it. So the moment you start affirming divine order, divine order, divine order, uh, Divine order. I mean, over and over again. I'm not gonna I mean don't let it go. When you start saying things and you feel as though out of balance, if you can't say anything else, divine order. Divine order. Divine order. Divine order is established in me now. I am divine order. I'm God's divine order and expression. All my thoughts, feelings, words, actions and reactions are in alignment with spirit. Whatever, you know, I'm just saying giving you examples of how you can use this faculty. Practically, you start to literally affirm divine order in situations and circumstances because the first thing you need to balance when you're dealing with a situation is your own thoughts. Balance your own emotions. Think about it. You have to be in the space where if you want life to work, you have to be in order. You know, one of the things that um, Reverend Coleman was always known for in Christ's Universal Temple is we start and start service on time in service on time because in church in you know, and especially, um you know, the African-American church in Chicago, you know, many years ago and in some instances right now, but definitely when this church first started almost 60 years ago, church would just kind of end when it ended. That doesn't work for people who are orderly, for people who are business minded. You know, I remember a gentleman telling me at church years ago that he he joined. One of the reasons why he joined the church was because he could get out on time. He knew the church always ended on time. and He can get home in time to watch the Chicago Bears play at noon. Now, that might, you know, I laugh and chuckle when I say that, but for people who are orderly, used to getting up okay if he was going to the first service at the time the church used to have three services when it was on a smaller building and if he went to the 8 o'clock service or the 10 30 service and the service of the hour hour and a half or whatever what it was he knew he would get in and get out and could get home and be in front of his TV to watch Walter Payton play football that was important and that's in divine order well when per, when people can't gauge or plan around the things you do, you have now set up chaos. The problem is you reap what you sow. So when you are sowing sow chaos, it, it affects others. It also affects you. Therefore, always, you know, so be mindful of your word when you give it and make sure that you make every effort to deliver on what you said you're going to deliver on be mindful. All right, back to the book. He goes on to say order is your ability to keep God first in your continuous development. You might think these explanations of order are too complex to comprehend when facing chaos and confusion. How does one find order and proper sequence under pressure just say God first. That's another way I said say divine order, but God first. That's another way of putting it God first. In the, in the scripture, you know, you know, order my steps in your word. Order. That's a, even a song. Order my steps in your word. You know, so when 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 you are asking God to order your steps, you're asking for the divine intelligence that is your true nature to guide you in the right action. Order my steps. God first. Divine order is established in my life. All things are in perfect harmony. Whatever you have to say to get your thoughts in alignment with truth. Now, back to the book. He goes on to say, that starts your consciousness accepting the proper connections and sequences of information and inspiration. I noticed that he said information and inspiration. So, yes, you want information, but the inspiration is what moves your soul into action. You know, a lot of people have good information. Yeah, I know we should do it, but they don't move until they're inspired. What inspires you? What inspires you? All right. Uh, It goes on to say that. If you can place God first in any situation, that situation has no choice but to fall into order.
1: ooh!
3: ooh. this should be written uh, on top of uh, or at the entrance door of every building and home and apartment. If you can place God first in any situation, that situation has no choice but to fall into order. If you can place God first in any situation, that situation has no choice but to fall into order. One more time, if you can place God first in any situation, that situation has no choice but to fall into order. Wow. Think about what that says. Am I really, 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 really putting God first? Am I really putting God first in that situation? Am I really saying, not my will, your will be done? Am I really doing it? Mm. Something to think about. He says, if you place personal love first, then step three might follow step seven and step two might follow step 88. But if you put God first, step two falls into line and immediately precedes uh, and immediately precedes step three. Step four follows and orderly revelations continue. The minute your priority moves from God to, he says, money, lust, or ego, your sequence has permission to slip into chaos. So whether it's with your money, whether it's with your relationships whether it's with your job whether it's with anything else god first you know as reverend Nike used to say uh that you know you are the master of money don't let money master you you still put god first even when it's money job relationships your children et cetera. Et cetera. god first god first god first Just sit with that. That you have the ability right now to put everything in your life that does not express the way you wanted to express in divine order. Because if you can place God first in any situation, that situation has no choice but to fall into order the scriptures he gives are excellent he gives uh psalm thirty seven twenty three the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord lord is you can also say law a divine law order my steps in thy word psalm one nineteen one thirty three i read earlier first the blade, in the ear after the that the full corner in the ear mark four twenty eight all right the times of this ignorance Of this ignorance, God winked at, but now the commandment that all men everywhere repent, Acts 1730. In other words, we can get our thinking in order. Repent means change your mind. Let all things be done decently and in order. First Corinthians 1440. So he gives a denial and an affirmation on page 76. He says, chaos and confusion I hereby eliminated from my life. And the affirmation is God is first in my life and revealing my very next step right now. So as you are working through this book, take time also through the questions at the end of every chapter, because what that will allow you to do is it will help you learn how to work with the faculties, because as you work and answer these questions, you're actually learning how to train that particular spiritual gift. So keep working on it. We We have zeal, renunciation, and life before we finish this series on the 12 powers. I want to make sure that you always have good, solid spiritual information that you can utilize in every area of your life. Um again, I want to remind you to stop by uh Christ Universal Temple. Matter of fact, if you're in the Chicagoland area, one of the other hosts of the uh of uh Unity Online Radio show, Reverend Kevin Ross is our guest speaker this Sunday. He's from here. He was raised and um, nurtured in, in the womb of CUT. So if you're in the area, please feel free to stop by. God bless you, and I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms.
0: We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God. You are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear, so that it may uplift, heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power, and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, guide, and bless all people. A day's tasks await you, but God is with you, and with God's help all shall be done perfectly."
2: This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes?